0: VI Shots, episode 42. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of VI Shots. My name is Michael Ivaliotis, And this is the podcast devoted to the world of LabVIEW. With each episode, I bring you interviews, discussions, and share with you ideas for how you can take your LabVIEW development to the next level. Well, thank you all again for listening for this episode of VI Shots. I'm back again, as I promised, on this weekly schedule of the VI Shots podcast. Today we have uh, an interview and a special guest who uh, from National Instruments who will be talking to us about a brand new product that just came out called uh, NI Virtual Bench. Um, NI Virtual Bench is uh, a nice little compact uh, piece of hardware that uh, combines multiple instruments in one. But before I uh, get into the interview, I'd like to uh, remind everyone that uh, our show can be listened to on iTunes, and uh, it also can be listened to on Stitcher and other podcast listening applications on mobile devices, especially. And on iTunes specifically, uh, you can go and give us reviews uh, a- The quickest way to do that is go to vishots.com slash iTunes. And if you've been a listener and you've listened to all of the VI Shots episodes and you have not reviewed this podcast on iTunes, then go there right now and uh, give us a review. Uh, Some people that have already given reviews, uh, actually the first person to give us a review was Christina Rogers. uh, And she says, these are well-produced podcasts with interesting info about LabVIEW and the LabVIEW community. Thank you, Christina, for that. Sixclear left a review saying, there aren't many podcasts out there that deal with LabVIEW, so you might think that Michael could get away with doing a so-so job. He clearly chooses not to. I've listened to all the podcasts, and they are an excellent resource to know of up-and-coming trends in the LabVIEW community. Michael is a skilled interviewer. His questions always tease out interesting points, and his interaction with the guests is genuine and pleasing to listen to. Keep it up, Michael. Well, thank you, Sixclear, for that... uh, podcast review. And another one from uh, another dear friend, uh, Brian Powell. He signed it BH Powell. And he says, this is an interesting and entertaining podcast series. Michael selects great topics that are relevant for all LabVIEW skill levels. As a LabVIEW champion and certified LabVIEW architect, he is plugged into so many areas of the LabVIEW community. With his podcast, he's able to share with a broader listenership ideas from NI Week, the CLA Summits, and the NI and G dot org forums among others i appreciate that brian and uh for those of you that recall brian has been on on the vi shots podcast uh, a few a couple times and my favorite interview that i've done ever on vi shots is with brian it was you can find that interview at vi shots.com slash 24 and it's titled humility and the labview programmer where uh, Brian and I get into, you know, what it takes to be uh, a live view programmer, or a programmer in general, and uh, the trait of having humility and what that means in programming. Uh, very interesting interview, so you should check it out, vishots.com slash 24. And uh, so, yeah, so those are three reviews uh, of the podcast, and I appreciate everyone who's given a review. And if you haven't yet, please go over to vishots.com slash iTunes. And uh, you'll see it'll redirect to uh, iTunes to where you can give a review. And please give an honest, f- honest review and feedback. And now let's get into the interview I did regarding NI's Virtual Bench hardware and software. So today we have uh, Chris Delvisis, who is the senior product manager at National Instruments, and he's here with us today to uh, talk about a brand new product that uh, National Instruments. Uh, just released, and uh, I'm really excited every time uh, NI releases a product because I know they've done a lot of uh, research and they've done their homework, and they've they always try to bring out products that you know um, solve a specific need and uh, solve some customer problems. So I'm really excited to talk about a new product called uh, Virtual Bench, which was released uh, on June 16th of uh, 2014. Uh, this is for people that are listening to this episode uh, several years in the future. Uh, and um, so Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, Michael.
0: And uh, Chris, uh, let's uh, kind of jump into this a little bit uh, just to get people introduced to this product. So what is kind of uh, Virtual Bench overall?
1: So Virtual Bench is an all-in one software-based instrument. So it combines kind of the most essential instruments that you see on a standard benchtop into one device. And users interface with it through software applications that run either on a Windows PC or iPad. So the the instruments that are included in VirtualBench are a two-channel 100 megahertz bandwidth MIG signal oscilloscope. Uh, That's two analog channels and 34 digital channels. And the sampling rate is a gigasample per second on one channel and 500 mega samples per second for two channels. Uh, It has a 20 megahertz function generator a 5.5-digit digital multimeter, and a triple-output programmable DC power supply, and a general-purpose digital I.O. And so all of those instruments are combined into a single box that's a, about the size of, or even smaller than one traditional instrument.
0: And so talk a little bit about the dimensions of this, because it's it's really small unit, correct?
1: Right. It's really small. The, the height is, you know, just under three inches tall, and looking at it from the top down, it's the exact dimensions as an iPad, actually.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. you can you can just lay your iPad right on top of it, I guess. That's
1: right, that's right.
0: Um, so let's let's uh, go back into some of the features, because, uh, you know, as people listen to this, things just whiz by them and they and they don't uh, grasp it. So let's just talk, slow down and talk about them one by one. So you said a mixed signal oscilloscope. Um, how many channels again?
1: Yep, so there's two analog channels. Two, okay. And then 34 digital channels, so okay. basically a logic analyzer functionality.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, what is the sampling rate on that?
1: So for if you're sampling on one channel, it does a gigasample per second. So there's basically two ADCs in the box, and then it interleaves the data from both. Um, it, if you're using two ch- analog channels, then each ADC will be assigned to each of the individual channels, and you can get up to 500 mega samples per 2nd Mm-hmm.
0: So, in the same box again, we're talking about uh, you have a digital multimeter and how many uh, digits? You said five and a half digits. Right. right?
1: We got five and a half digits and it can measure up to 300 uh, volts or 10 amps.
0: Mm -hmm. And then Uh, it's got, you know, it's got a function generator. Yeah, there's a function generator, obviously, standard function generator capabilities. Um, uh, DC power supply. So, what's the voltage on that?
1: Right, so there's there's three outputs on the DC supply. The first output can go from 0 to 6 volts and up to 1 amp. The second output goes from 0 to 25 volts, up to half an amp. And the third output goes from 0 to minus 25 volts, also up to half an amp.
0: And uh, eight digital I.O. lines, I believe? Right, and okay. eight digital I.O. lines. Okay. So this is a, a pretty uh, comprehensive little box. I mean, it has... Pretty much everything you would need uh, on a bench, I guess. Uh, so, talk a little bit about the the target audience. So, what what is your your market for this type of product?
1: You know, we we see this as a very general purpose type of product. It, it's it's kind of your instrument, Swiss Army knife that fits on your bench. So, it can be applicable to a wide range of people. Uh, we've we've we had held a lead user program. You know, like you mentioned before, we get a lot of input on the in the development process uh, of this product. Uh, some of our lead users, uh, I can give a few examples that that were interested in this. Uh, one example is a, a field engineer, field applications engineer at Analog Devices. Um, so they're traveling on the road a lot, and they go on site to their customers to help. Uh, support their customers who are inter- integrating analog devices components and help them troubleshoot. And so it's difficult for them to carry around a bunch of instruments. Um, they can barely even fit them in their trunk, let alone to bring them on site. And so they're, they were very excited about VirtualBench because you know it fits in a small bag and they can carry it around with them wherever they go and debug their customers' problems uh, more efficiently because they have the, the tools they need right there. Um, another example is uh, a lead user is uh, TechShop. Um, I'm not sure if the, the audience is familiar with TechShop, but if you're familiar with the the whole maker of movement, uh, TechShop is is a growing part of that, and it's it's called a makerspace where. Um, these makers can come in to tech shop and use their wood shop, their machine shop, textiles lab, they also have an electronics lab. Uh, In their current lab, they, they didn't have a whole lot of space and they only had room for two benches full of the electronic equipment. And now with virtual benching they can fit up to six different benches because of the. It takes up so much le, less space on the bench, and they can actually fit some on some of the tables as well. And so now they can get more people, more people in there when they're uh, teaching courses, um, and just have more people use the equipment at one time, just because of the space savings. Um, we've also had some interest from universities as well. Um, again, the. The students, uh, kind of this next generation of engineer, is been very engaged by this new type of user interface, on particularly the the iPad, because you know that's what they've grown up using. They're they're much more familiar with using a pinch and zoom gesture than uh, twisting a knob, and so some of the professors are hoping to to get them more engaged. And I mean really the interface, um, after you use it, you'll realize it's, it's easier. And so in a way, the, the, the instrument kind of get gets out of your way and they can just do the, the task they need to do.
0: So yeah, so now that you've... Uh, actually, that's a good segue because you, you talked about the, the iPad aspect of it. So let, let's jump into that. Uh, so the, the new something new that I, I don't think I've seen in any NI product before, this is like an integration or a tight coupling between uh, an application on the iPad and a piece of hardware that that you build. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time, and I has done something like this, correct?
1: Right. This, I mean, this product was built from the ground up to work with both a PC or an iPad. Mm-hmm. So the connectivity is either over USB, but we also built in a Wi-Fi radio. Uh, that the radio can connect to existing a network infrastructure, or even host its own network, so you can connect the iPad directly to it. Um,
0: All right. So this is an app that you can download from the App Store, I believe, right?
1: Right. So the, this app will be available later this summer, but you can watch some video demonstrations about it on nr.com slash VirtualBench uh, until then. Um, but yeah, the, the app is designed specifically for VirtualBench and it's, it, it incorporates a lot of the latest UI design patterns to, to make something that's just easier to use. Um, and, and if you think about Virtual Bench, you know, it's this new approach to instrumentation that's completely software-based. And the benefit is that it can tap into all of the technology that's built into your PC or mobile device. So, you know, the, the touchscreen, the processor, the memory, even the internet connectivity. And so, it does all that. To, it uses a user interface, uh, the touch gestures that Everyone already knows how to use that has a, has an iPad, and it can provide an easier to use user experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so you mentioned some of those already, but uh, kind of the key ones are the uh, you. There's a prominent uh, centrally placed graph on in the, the software, and in there you can see your traces um, as you're acquiring them through Virtual Bench. And through touch gestures, you can um, you can zoom in right to the graph. You can select traces. And do things with your traces, but uh, with touch gestures.
1: That's right. So you're you're interacting directly with the signal rather than uh, a disjoint knob or button. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to change your time per divisions, you do a vertical pinch. Um, or if you want to change your volts per division, uh, you do a sorry your time uh, time per divisions would be a horizontal pinch, and your volts per division would be a vertical pinch. Uh, if you want to pan, you just swipe your finger and, and pan the signal adjusting the, your trigger level or your cursor as you tap directly on the the handles for those those traces as you mentioned so it's really easy to use
0: and uh so communication through the virtual bench hardware is through i guess yeah you said wi-fi right mm-hmm. okay right. so um there's a wi-fi um uh, it, it has is it its own hotspot, i guess right
1: yeah that's exactly right yeah, okay
0: um so that's kind of one aspect of connecting to it through the iPad. So on the, on the PC side, uh, there's also, is it the same software or is it different software?
1: It's, it's a different software, but the look and feel is, is very similar. Um, the, the interface and the interactions are built for the native platform. So the primary interface on Windows is going to be with your keyboard and mouse. Um, so some of the things are slightly different, but the, again, the look and feel is the same.
0: Um, I know Windows 8 has kind of touch, right? Uh, did you guys tie into that at all?
1: So you can use Virtual Bench on a Windows 8 Pro tablet tablet. Uh, so you can touch to control pretty much everything. What's not supported yet is the multi-touch touch gesture. So mm-hmm. you couldn't pinch and zoom to adjust your timer volts per div on the graph like you could on the iPad.
0: Now, one thing uh, and I know, you know, NI pays uh, really um, very close attention to kind of, the out of what we call in the industry the out-of-box experience, right? Mm-hmm. When you first That's open right. something up and you plug it in, how does it first start up? And one thing I liked by watching, I noticed in the video is that on the PC side, if you plug it in, it just it just uh, it has everything on it, right? I mean, through the USB. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so we wanted to have a user experience where someone could instantly turn it on and begin taking measurements. And um, with with instruments on a PC in the past, you've had to install a lot of driver software application software to uh, get everything up and running and sometimes you know you, you can't find your driver CD and so what we've done with virtual bench is we've built some flash memory into the hardware and we store the virtual bench application for Windows in that memory and so when you plug Virtual Bench up to your computer over USB. It appears as a drive on your computer, and then we'll use Windows autoplay technology to automatically run the software. And so it'll instantly pop up on any computer that has autoplay enabled, which is the default. And so it makes it really nice because you can in- plug it into your computer or any of your. If you let your friend uh, borrow your Virtual Bench, if uh, he can yeah. plug it into his computer. And automatically load the software. You don't have to loan him the, the CD to to install it.
0: Yeah, I like not having to worry about CDs. You always lose those, yeah. anyways. I mean, right, right. <laughs> then you have right. to go download it, and um, yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great idea, and uh, it just helps people get up and running a lot a lot quicker. Um, you know, one of our favorite applications here on VS Shots is of course LabView, and we like we like talking about LabView. And can you talk about how this? Um, uh, communicates with LabVIEW and what, what tools are available on the LabVIEW side to talk to VirtualBench?
1: Yeah, so of course we're National Instruments, so everything works with LabVIEW. So we did, in addition to these software applications for Windows and iPad, uh, VirtualBench also includes a LabVIEW API that you can download and install and then control each instrument uh, within LabVIEW. And so that, of course, comes with pretty detailed uh, API reference. And also, we have a, a bunch of example programs available for download as well to help you get up and running quick with, cl- quickly with uh, basic automation tasks.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I'm going to just jump on a limb here. Did, was Virtual Bench software written in LabVIEW or... <laughs> the
1: the software the, it, the the underlying layer is uh, is it's it's basically built from components that make up LabVIEW itself is a way of thinking of it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so there is some LabVIEW there somewhere. Right, right, right. <laughs> At the core. Right. Cool. Uh, so uh, tell us, um, you know, the pricing on this, how it's available, that type of thing.
1: Right. So. The pricing for Virtual Bench, the list price is nineteen ninety nine in the U.S., so two thousand dollars if you round up. And I think that's another really compelling part of the product um, is is the list price. Um, if you were to build the an equivalent uh, setup from a leading vendor with the exact same specifications as Virtual Bench, it would cost you nearly six thousand dollars. And the reason we're able to reduce the cost so much is if you think about it each of those instruments formally had its own dedicated knobs and buttons and displays and by eliminating all that because we use a software interface and then by combining all the instruments into one we're able to significantly reduce the component costs and deliver a pretty compelling price point so two thousand dollars for for all those instruments, and then plus you need a, your PC or an iPad, and then you can buy VirtualBench online at ni.com slash virtualbench.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we need to stress how many instruments you're actually getting. You're getting the oscilloscope, function generator, DMM. Uh, digital iO um, power supply <laughs> uh, yeah. you're getting you're getting a lot of instruments there for that price so I think it's a great deal um, I like the fact that it doesn't have a static user interface um, like most instruments where they have you know the, the LCD display or whatever that's actually a, a benefit to it because um, in the future you guys could potentially add more features to the software right um,
1: absolutely so yeah. we, we've built in the capability where the app, can update itself and update the firmware on the device. And so we plan to add uh, new features several times a year to, to the product, and we've made it really easy to do that. And so when we've released a new feature, it'll, it'll work similar to your, your iPhone or Android device where you get a notification of the new software. So you'll get a bubble that pops up in the software and uh, let you know about the new features and then uh, quickly install them.
0: Yeah, actually in the uh the Apple iOS environment now you can have auto updates. So
1: Yeah, that's right. You can yeah. just
0: start it up and yeah. hey, I got a new version. That's cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what our users would think about that if we auto update everything, but you know, who knows? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um so yeah, so this uh will it be available on Android as well?
1: So, uh, yeah, we we started on uh, with iPad and Windows, um, but yeah, we're, we'll definitely be evaluating the demand for Android, which I know a lot of people have Android tablets out there, and so that's something we're looking at adding in the future.
0: And uh, I assume we're going to see a lot of a lot about uh, Virtual Bench at an I Week 2014 this year.
1: Yeah, you'll 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 definitely see a, a little bit about it. Uh, it. It'll be available on the on the expo floor for you if you want to come play with it yourself. And then we'll also be having a, a session about it as well that I encourage you to attend. And we'll be doing a, a side-by-side comparison of this software-based interface next to the traditional interface with knobs and buttons to really show uh, walking through a workflow uh, why the software-based approach is more efficient.
0: Is there anything else you wanted to mention that maybe we didn't talk about? Uh,
1: the last thing I want to say is just this is just the tip of the iceberg for what this this product can do. So the, the first release just kind of gets us on par maybe with uh, the the other instruments that are out there. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things we have in the work to really tap into the technology in the iPad and, and your PC and really provide some innovative features um, that can do things that the traditional approach can't do. So we're really excited about it.
0: Okay, Chris, well, uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this this great product. And um, hopefully I'll get to see you at an iWeek as well.
1: So, yeah, sounds good. Looking forward to seeing you. Thanks for having me on.
0: And thank you for listening to this episode of VI Shots. You can contact me directly by sending email to feedback at vishots.com. I read all emails and try to respond as soon as I can. You can also send uh, show ideas and uh, guest interview ideas at the same email address. Again, feedback at bishots.com. Thanks again for listening, and bye for now.